Hello and welcome back to Siblings Unhinged. I am your host, Virginia Henry, here with my brother, my younger little brother, who is... I'm not so young now, though. I'm 23 today. (laughs) Yeah. Woo! Your brain is still not fully developed, but... Okay. (laughs) Actually, um, I had a brain scan done yesterday and they were like, you have the largest brain for someone your size we have ever seen. It is just yeah, phenomenal. You see all the you... development that was supposed to happen downstairs. It just, it never, it, it, it didn't really happen. So he, he's got a big brain, but not a big, you know. Wow. <laughs> that was quick. I'm, I'm impressed. Today when I blew out my candles, you know, you make a wish and I made a little joke. I like, Blew out my candle, and then I like turned to my, <laughs> turned to my dad. Yeah, that was, was so like, expected. I looked down. I was like, oh, oh. I was like, dang. <laughs> I thought it was funny. There anyway, were children you know. present. On the podcast, don't know what you're talking about. There's no children here. <laughs> Sometimes I forget because when it's a little baby, like. You know, Tavi's a year old, right? He doesn't know what the heck's going on. You say whatever the heck you want. He's not going to know. But Marianne, she's getting smart. He understands a lot more than you think. Like when I asked him to bring me the book, he brought me the book. When I'm like, where is your water bottle? Where's your binky? He understands. That's because he hears those words all the time. So, for example, you know the word uno and dos, but do you speak Spanish? No. He knows he knows book, water, boobies. He's like, boom. He's got it. But he doesn't speak English yet. Yeah. Well, if you keep talking like the way you talk around him, he's he's gonna it's gonna be part of his vocabulary. He's gonna be a man. <laughs> he's gonna be a real man. Anyway. Um man, we got a lot to talk about. I we need to jump into this because we got a lot to talk about this week. We got a lot to cover. Obviously, we delayed a little bit because uh yesterday was Father's Day. Uh happy Father's Day to all the fathers out there, you know, Father's Day is actually the 11th most celebrated uh, holiday in the United States, which is totally crazy because I can't even name 11 holidays. Okay, okay, let's try, let's try, let's see. Okay, we've got the big ones. We've got Christmas. Christmas. Easter. Thanksgiving. Okay, Thanksgiving. It, this is the order I know of. It goes Christmas, Thanksgiving, Mother's Day, Halloween, uh, Easter, or no, I think St. Patrick's Day is before Easter. Easter's like five or six. Yeah. There's yeah. no way Mother's Day is before Halloween. Mother's Day is the third most celebrated holiday. Yeah. I don't know how they defined celebrated. Yeah. Like <laughs> like how do they, how do you define celebrated? Because how do you define because if it's about money, obviously Christmas, you know, wins, right? Like spending, right? How much they spend. Maybe it's just all the Ooh, Mother's Day actually. Hmm. I don't know. Are flowers more expensive than and, you candy? Know, you know, and people like buy candy mostly for Halloween. Like, is that it? I don't know. I, I don't know. Oh, Valentine's Day. That's the other one. Okay. Valentine. Oh, I left. Yeah, Valentine's Day is on there. Yeah, I don't. Okay. So, what is that? Six. Um, That's seven. There's a few other random. I think Columbus Day is more celebrated than Father's. Um, no, maybe not anymore. It's an older video. Interesting. Yeah. You know, anyways. Oh, we're not even going to try to find 11. Okay, fine. Lame. Uh, Can you get to 11? Get to 11. Fourth of July. Okay. Mm, Now we're at eight. Um, 
Memorial Day, Labor Day, maybe. That was really hot. Uh, yeah, Memorial Day. Semi- I, I would say like yeah. Memorial Day is like bigger than Labor Day. Memorial Day, Day more so. Yeah, Memorial Day yeah, more for so. for sure. Agreed. Um, and then um, probably... Cinco de Mayo. Like MLK Cinco de Mayo Day. MLK is a maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. Um, but Cinco de Mayo. I mean, there we are. I mean, we're at 10, like a solid 10. Yeah. Yeah. Still, it's crazy. All right. Well, we did it. Congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> so happy Father's um, Day. Correction, you know, I did it. Okay. It was me. Okay. Whatever. I said like three of them. The good ones. Christmas, Thanksgiving. Typical yeah. man. You just take credit even though you contributed a minimum amount. All right. Let's not, shall we? The other <laughs> hey, week, Virginia's listen, like, why do we... No, no. Wesley, all the time, he's like, yeah, when I tell people about you, it's just like, yeah, Virginia, she's a crazy, like, freaking feminist. If she doesn't say something hating on men every five minutes, she, like, starts tweaking out, right? And so I just, I'm just living up to your, I'm just living up to your description of me, okay? I'm just trying to be who you believe me to be, all right? I just, I don't want to disappoint you. You're killing it. You're killing it. <laughs> you're, you're exceeding expectations. Yeah, inside joke. Um, so this week, sh- share your week for because mine was kind of, you know. Um. Uh, what even happened? Oh, I nothing. Cool. No. <laughs> Kidding. Did I already talk about we we talked about camping we talked about camping last yes week, right? we talked we about camping about last week yeah okay so the this week um yeah I don't really have not a lot happen in my life actually what about the uh, the cleaning store or the mess the mess that was made oh okay yeah that so once upon a time there's a little boy named Wesley okay and he decided to paint hey hey whoa whoa this is not about me okay hey (laughs) this is context okay it's like this is it adds more all right right, once upon a time Wesley took our older sister Janessa's favorite electric blue nail polish and decided that he was going to just be an artiste for the day so he painted her wall and her white carpet and all her dolls butts okay i don't know why you painted the butts but you painted all the butts and i think one doll's like i'm, head I'm a or butt something. guy what can, I, what can i say <laughs> painted all the butts painted her radio i think some cds you know emptied out the whole bottle and that was her favorite nail polish and it was very sad because we couldn't get you know, we couldn't remove it from the wall or the carpet or anything. Actually, I don't I, I, mind you. I'm like two or three, just to be still clear guilty here. of the crime. Okay. Still okay, guilty. but not punishable. Like you can't punish me. I'm pretty sure you did get punished. Actually, you know what? If you didn't, right. that's not surprising because you're the baby. Special treatment. Okay. All right. Get anyway, <laughs> and so I had an experience like that with my daughter just this last week. Yep, hot pink nail polish in the bathroom. Yep. Um, and I actually didn't see the original mess. I went in after the after she tried to clean it up with one of my very nice, um, like, Costco-type fluffy brown uh, towels. Jenny. So, um, and I think it actually made it worse that she tried to clean Why? it up. 
why nice things? Just give up on the nice things, you know? That's why we go to that's why we go to Goodwill. <laughs> no, exactly. 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 Yeah. Don't buy new things if you have um young children or pets. Just don't. Just don't do it. You'll just make it's just making yourself sad. Uh, <laughs> or men. Um yeah. So she because she tried to clean it up, she smeared it all over right so it was smeared oh. and then the whole towel was covered yeah. in this hot pink nail polish so the towel is right. absolutely ruined so it was all over the tile and <coughs> the cabinets and the wall and the towel right but she did paint her toes she did she did paint her toes what? so hey props props <laughs> she got credit where credit's due (laughs) (laughs) yeah so um it was i actually was kind of surprised i wasn't that mad i actually wasn't mad at all i was like oh well here we go i feel like once you get into a certain headspace as a parent you just accept right like for example Today, uh, Marianne fell and and like she kind of fell up against the, I'm just going to call it the bookcase. She fell up against the bookcase, kind of hurt herself. And like, I wasn't immediately like, oh my gosh, she's hurt. You know, I kind of was waiting to see her reaction. But normally I'm very, kids are near something dangerous, sharp. I'm like very aware because, you know, anxiety starts peaking. But you were just like, yep, I tried to, tried to tell her, you know, and and it's like, (laughs) You just kind of get, you know, you reach that point as a parent, you're like, hey, you know, what happens happens. This, you know, they tear up my nice new book. All right. Well, I should have known better. That's my fault, honestly, for having a nice book. Should have known better. You know, I, <laughs> I just, once you get to a certain point, you just, you just let it go. I think actually for me, um, there, there, there is truth to that statement for sure right there's the always the example of like the first time parent who's like super uber careful and thinks they can preserve everything nice and all this stuff and then you have the veteran parent who's like eh whatever they're fine rub some dirt in it you know um so there's the truth to that i also think for me my reactions when it comes to like not when they get hurt because you just you can tell when you're a parent when right, right, right. you know when or at least you spend a lot of time with the kid you can tell when they're hurt Actually and when hurt. they're more like got a bonk and or they got scared or they were fine and then they saw the blood and then they freaked out you know anyway right. it's more so where i'm at my headspace right so if i've gotten enough sleep if i am not on my last ounce of patience for the day I, you know, you, you can respond well to disasters, spills, messes, things like that. But a lot of times if you are just exhausted and it's been a really long day, sometimes one of those things can like be the last straw and you're like, and you get really upset about it, even though it isn't that big of a deal or it was a total accident, but you just, you just snapped the last, that was the last straw. Right. So it just depends. Right. Yeah. No, I get that. It's it's like not it's not a reaction. It's not what they did. It's where you were at. <laughs> yeah. Right. If you I I mean that's how it is. That's how it is with everything. I you know, relationship, whatever it may be. If you're in a bad mood and something happens, you know, cashier at the flipping store and you're like, "How are you doing?" and they're like, 
shut up, you know, because the person before them just made him upset. It's like it wasn't I've you. Never it was, had a cashier, you know, was a cashier do that to right? me. Oh, they don't yell at you. They yell at me all the time. No, I'm totally kidding. I'm totally kidding. Um. Anyway, I I so I'm distracted here. I'm in. I drove down to Arkansas today. Um, cause I promised I'd be down for my birthday, whatever, just a day, but I'm in my mom's office and she has this bowl and a little drumstick and it's, what is it? Do you know what it's called? It's a sound bowl. A sound bowl. For sound Let's see. Bats. Let's see if I can make it ring. Let's see. Ready? I'm going to give it a little ding. You're going to break people's. Woo. <sighs> I feel invigorated. Anyway, I was like, what is this thing? And uh, yeah, it's really trippy, but um, now I kind of want one because it's like, I get it. I get it now. Have you ever, dude, What's that TikTok dude, when sound? people do, when people do, oh, I get it. No. When people do sound baths, they have, I don't know, there's got to be 15 different bowls around them of different sizes. Yeah. And then like the person will... I don't know, ding them, whatever you say. Um, And so you're just immersed in that calming sound. That's why they call it a sound. Sound is healing. Yeah. Sound is healing. So one of the guys I play ultimate with, he is, I'm not like, this isn't me trying to sound cool. I don't know how much I can really share because it's new stuff. But basically talking there, they've created this, uh, this program, this technology that uses sound to, um, heal and they, it's like a healing center, but it, it whatever frequency rate, you know, it, it emits. And, uh, he was talking to me as a, for a business opportunity to come on and to work for them in sales or, or, and even possibly be a test subject. It was like, Oh, I totally use that. My body's broken. Um, so there's definitely something to be said about that. I'd love to learn. I don't know anything else, you know, about how this stuff All I works, know is that some, I've, I've, um, one of my favorite, like, it's not an artist because it's a lot of contributors, but I guess like uh, the, the guy with publisher, the beard, the big, no, the big nope, beard nope. publisher on Spotify uh, does oh. a lot of like um, meditation, sleep sounds, mm-hmm. and they will say in the description what hurts um, the, the sound is at or the vibrations and they'll. Mm-hmm. explain well when you listen to something at the this that has this vibration level so right. on, you know these amount of hertz in it Whatever then it is. this is what it can do for you and you listen to this so they right. have all the different labels right where it's like fall asleep listening to this and help with your anxiety or your fear of rejection right. or you know, forgiveness or, I mean, all, ev- right. practically everything, right? And I mean, when I've looked at it, I've been like, yeah, hmm, whatever. <laughs> but I think, right. I mean, the, I, I really think it's probably just uh, like anything else. I mean, they, for example, like antidepressants, belief. which I, yeah, belief. I mean, which antidepressants, I, <laughs> hello, like been on those and, they really, really helped me and I, I needed that. I needed that. And I yeah. also acknowledge oh, that there, yeah. <laughs> you really <laughs> did. You needed that medication. Um, I also acknowledge that there are studies out there that have compared some antidepressants to placebos and they have had yep. practically the exact same, same results. And 
And so the the right. mind is so powerful. If you believe something is going to help you, then it 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 can. You just it's almost like you manifest that. I'm not saying that there aren't actual yeah. scientific medical benefits to taking certain medications. Well, Obviously, there are. So I'm just saying that the mind is right, also right. basically almost right. just as powerful yeah. as that. So if you believe that listening <laughs> yeah, just, to a certain vibration of sound can help you, then I don't know if it's like an actual scientific thing or if it's more so just like your brain is so powerful that 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 it has right. that impact. Well, there's this there's this book I'm 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 reading um I'm not very far into it because it's way above my pay grade. Uh, but they talk, he talks about, you have no like pay grade, just, like, like you're not getting paid. So, uh, yeah. So. My pay grade is zero. So <laughs> Dr. Seuss is above my pay grade. Um, no, but it, I'm saying like, it's, it's a very high intellectual book. It, it's, uh, it, I truly can only read a few pages at a time cause it's a lot to digest, but, um, they talk about it, it, I'll try my best to verbalize this here, but basically talking about medications and medicines, right? It releases certain chemicals, does certain things to the body, right? Makes us react a certain way. It's like, if you can imitate that with sound, which is energy, right? And recreate that same effect. Um, and basically, you know, for it, when you take, uh, this pill, pill X, right? It causes a B and C to happen inside your body. Well, a, B, and C can also happen from a variety of different things. And if you mm -hmm. can make that happen with music, with sound, right, then that is the same effect. Um, and so like we're saying, we're not saying, oh, antidepressants don't work or aren't good or you don't need them. No, 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 you know, not what we're saying at all. But there's something to the effect of, I think, with the placebos and sound or I think of music, why music is such a large component of most cultures, right? It's such a huge thing is because it does so much for our brains because our, like you said, if you believe it, you manifest it, those chemicals are released. Like you listen to music, it makes you do and feel things and that changes us. So I, I would love to see, I'd love to learn more about how like you can control that, right? Unlocking the power of your brain, which you know, would, would be nice to be able to be in control. Cause sometimes it's like, yeah, you just get upset or get sad and there's nothing you can do about it. <laughs> you know, at least you feel like there's nothing you can do about it, but in reality there is, you know? Um, anyway, I, we don't want to go on too, too far of a tangent about that. Um, right. Cause we wanted to talk so, about, um, the other thing. Yeah. We're happened. having this real, in <laughs> yeah, we're going to talk about this real intellectual. Wow. wow healing now. Yeah. Get Get ready for a complete twist. Um, <laughs> We're going to talk okay. about some shit. So, <laughs> the other thing. <laughs> so, okay. So the other day, you know, I'm at dinner and then some friends were going to the art museum in St. Louis. Super, the art museum, some people say is super cool. I've only ever been once before this, which is funny because it's like a really nice, large, free, beautiful place. Um in Forest Park, amazing place in St. Louis, you know, if you've never been to that area. Um, so have a group of friends that are going. And I'm like, yeah, why not? I'll go, right? So I leave from dinner, I'm driving. And right as I'm kind of getting to the edge of Forest Park, and Forest Park is very large. It's twice the size of Central Park in New York. So it's a big park, right? So I get to the edge of Forest Park and right as I get there, yeah, it is. -uh, it's twice the size. It's twice Isn't that crazy? The size? You're, you're, yeah. you're joking. T yeah, yeah. 
No, no, no. Dead. Trust me. Trust me. Because every time people go, no, and I have to prove, I have to fact check them every time. And they're like, wow, you're right. Yeah, it's twice the size. And it has like so much grass. Like one of the, it's like one of the best, like largest parks for just like, just grass, you know, because a lot of parks might have, you know, foresty areas or random things, but there's just, the there's, mowing? dude, can you, can you? <sighs> Brutal. Anyway, so. Right as I get to the edge of Forest Park, I'm kind of like, I kind of got to go poop. I got to kind of go to the bathroom, right? And I'm like, no big, like, no big deal. I'm six minutes from where I'm going, so uh, where I'm headed, right? So I, I go into the park, I start driving, and about 30 seconds later, I'm like, oh, whoa, like, I got to go to the bathroom. And uh, I passed a bathroom, and like right, like right at that point, and I was like, oh, do I park? And I was like, oh, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine. I'm literally minutes away. So I keep driving. I go around this roundabout. Well, the Muni's going on, which is an outdoor play. It's a, it's one of the largest outdoor theater. It's the largest outdoor theater, I believe, in the U.S. Um, so, it, you know, there's a lot of people, a lot of cars, right? It's traffic. I'm like, crap, literally, you know? Um, so I'm like, oh, my gosh. And I take a detour. I see some porter potties. I'm like, oh, thank the Lord. They're locked. Okay. I'm starting to freak out. I'm sweating, right? I'm, I'm just like... My whole body's just kind of, I'm just, I'm flexing Your my hands and my feet are and <laughs> I'm just freaking out here and I'm, yeah, I am tight, you know, and, uh, I'm driving and I'm trying to get to this art museum and I have my disc golf bag in the back and I grab it, dump out my discs because I'm literally like, I'm about to poop in this bag and because <laughs> I'm, I don't want to get out, you know, I don't want you know, to be a sex offender. You get out naked, yeah. you know, you're going to get on the sex offender list. And I'm driving, I'm driving, and I'm like, I'm not going to make it. I'm not going to make it. I'm not going to make it. And I get up towards the zoo, and I'm like, I'm stopping at the zoo. And uh, I know that, you know, I know the area. There's a bathroom right inside the zoo, right? So I just, I'm flooring it. I drive up to the fir- the main entrance or one of the entrances of the zoo. I stop my car in the middle of the road, turn on my flashers. I hop out, and there's like limos and SUVs, and people are wearing tuxes, and there's chauffeurs, and I'm immediately realized, oh, there is some special event going on here that I'm not supposed to be here for. Um, And there's police officers and security guards and like, you know, everyone has these tickets, right? And I just run in through the doors and the security guard looks at me and they're like, excuse me, sir, can I? And I just put my hand in his face and I was like, gotta go to the bathroom. And just blew past him, went to the bathroom, you know, doing a little waddle. And uh, I made it, barely. And, uh... (laughs) When I came, when I left, you know, everyone's wearing like, oh, what I, I still cannot remember the cocktail? name of whatever the dress, cocktail. Thank you, thank you, cocktail dress. You know, those girls are wearing the cocktail dress. The guys are wearing the super nice. Yeah, you know, and they got the people walking around with champagne trays. I assume it was a donor event. I believe that's what it was. That because the zoo, you know, is a it's a St. Louis Zoo is a free zoo, um, and uh, so I assume it was probably some sort of a donor event. And that's what they were there for. Anyway, when I walked out, I like looked at the, the screen. I was like, sorry, you know, and they just kind of looked at me funny because I just was like, I am not stopping that. I, if they had stopped me, it would have just been, uh, it would have been a shit show. Let's just say that. <laughs> it's a good thing you didn't like off the cuff say something like, man, I'm sorry. I just dropped a bomb in there or something, you know? Like, oh, <laughs> It was everybody out the crowd. They like freaking tackle you oh, or something. Like, <laughs> yeah, that would have been brutal. Oh my gosh. And then I like, I go, I 
drive towards the art museum and still feel kind of sick. And, uh, Miracle got a park in the art museum parking lot, which, you know, was full, but some lady was walking her car. I was like, are you, are you leaving? She said, yep. I said, perfect. Follow you. So I got her spot. I went straight into the art museum, straight to the bathroom. And then I walked in and, and you know, I'm about to go to the bathroom and there's a guy standing in the corner. And like, I immediately was like, that guy's blind. Um, and I was like, do you need, are you okay, sir? And he's like, oh, actually, can you help me to the door? Um, cause he'd gotten lost in the, in the bathroom. And, uh, I was like, of course. So I went and I, I grabbed, you know, put my arms all the way around him and kind of, you know, so he knew that I wasn't going to let him run in anything on that, you know, his uh-huh. left side. Cause I was standing on his right side and I, you know, brought him to the door and he's like, thank you so much. I was like, oh, of course. And, uh, you know, the whole time trying not to poop myself. Um, so let brought him out Did and I was like, is there someone stick like one of the walking or like sticks or anything? He did not. He did not have a stick. Um, but when I brought him out, there was a person like a, uh, art museum blind, like they like were a, I don't even know what to call it. Uh, a blind person assistant. So like the art museum, I guess has people who will bring blind persons into the art museum and uh, let them touch certain pieces. And they, you know, I guess, uh, sh- tour the museum with them. So uh, they, they you might know, also he have like guy. headphones or something for them to be able to listen to like the possibly the display yeah. Which explanations is cool. or descriptions or something. That's right. really cool. Yeah, I was, I was, it, it was, it was, but, uh, you know, never had an experience like that, but, uh, yeah. And then of course, yeah. So I just, that the whole night, I don't know what it was. I just, oh, I just felt sick. I, I got, I must've got just a little bit of botches and a little bit of food poisoning. Now this is what's funny. I had Buffalo chicken dip. For din- I didn't have that for dinner, but I had some. <laughs> and I had buffalo chicken dip two weeks ago. And the last time I had it before that was senior year of high school. In what, March Did maybe? Did the same thing happen to you? I ate buffalo chicken dip that had been out since first hour. Seventh hour was Spanish class. Ate the buffalo chicken dip. And I got so sick. I remember waking that? up in the middle of the night. I just, I don't, okay, listen. I don't know. Okay. It was good. Okay. I wake up in the middle of the night and I just felt crappy. I, I remember going out on the deck and burping, just trying to, just trying to feel better. Right. And then going back to sleep and then waking up mid throw up. Like I, like as I sat up, it was like, I threw up onto my bed everywhere. And I'm like, Oh no. So I throw my legs off the bed and then I stood up and I just pooped. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I was like, oh, oh my God. <laughs> so I'm like, throw up oh. all over me. I just crap my pants and I then throw up again. And as I throw up, I continue to, you know, dude. Yeah. Well, mind you, my door is shut and I'm holding throw up in one arm and not to get too graphic. I was using my other arm to prevent, you know, spillage and I couldn't open the door. So I begin banging my head on the door, trying to get someone to come help. And my mother wakes up and opens the door. And I just like run into the bathroom and throw myself into the tub and just proceeded to have the worst eight hours of my life. Just eight hours, eight hours. Eight hours of just double-headed dragon. Oh, it was brutal. Oh, it was so terrible. 
Oh, I felt I wanted to die. I wanted to die. Is so that bad. the sickest you've ever been? That that was the sickest I've ever been in my life. Yes. Yeah, it was it was brutal. And then the only other time I got food poisoning was this year, I think, uh, when we went to Victoria's dad and I, and I had the salsa and it was warm I mean, and it tasted. Don't say their name. Don't say the <gasps> business name. Man. Okay, I said, like... calm down. I said Victoria's. Maybe Victoria's was a person. Maybe that was somebody's house. Victoria, our friend. Doesn't matter. Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Jenny's like. You mean that one restaurant on Big Boy Boulevard at 215? <laughs> don't don't tell everybody the business. <laughs> and that oh was gosh. I was very sick from that as well and and uh yeah, so anyways, after I ate that buffalo chicken dip, I promised to never eat buffalo chicken dip again and I didn't until And then you did. And then I did and I got sick. <laughs> yes, no more buffalo chicken dip for you, dude. Come on, learn your lesson. Okay, this is really random, but I heard a like a ringing sound. I realized like if I talk loud, the bowl echoes. The bowl does it vibrate, dude. Yeah. The whole recording we're gonna the be whole, hearing like I, ringing. I'm just gonna disclaimer. I apologize if now everyone now everyone's gonna be listening for it. They're like, wait, can I hear? Mm. <laughs> 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 it's like a fly. <laughs> oh, you know what's the worst <laughs> thing ever? Is when you're trying to focus on something and then you notice something, the buzzing of a light, a fly, some weird noise, and then you can't get it out of your your head, right? And uh, that is, I hate that so much. And you don't notice it. And then when you finally do, then it just won't go away. And you just can't, fo- you just focus on nothing but that. Oof, that's the worst. Yeah. Anyway. That is really annoying. Sickest you've ever been. Sickest I've ever been. Oh my gosh. Um, I'm not sure. I I mean, I feel like I remember sometimes when I was a kid and I was pretty miserable. Um, right. But I was also a child, so I don't know if it, it was like end as of bad world. as it's been. Right. Like, it feels like you know, end of my, world. Yeah. End of world. Like when I was a kid one time, I remember I had bronchitis and mom would never, she would take us to the, you know, to the doctor if it was i say necessary but like if was we this had in a, jefferson city mm, yeah i think so i remember yeah i remember that. like if we had a high fever or something you know she she would do like basically try to get us to co- try to cool our bodies down which is just miserable because you're already freezing right um anyway uh and I remember just begging her, please take me to the hospital when she put me in the bath. Because um, I just, it was, I was hurting to breathe and I was scared right. that I wasn't going to be able to breathe because cause I had bronchitis, but I was fine, I obviously. Um, but the sickest I've ever been, I did have the double dragon, <laughs> double headed <laughs> dragon. <laughs> One time, um, uh, at the same time as my daughter, Marianne. Oh. I got sick first um, when we were living with my in-laws and that was, I absolutely hate throwing up. I would a hundred percent rather have the back end than the front end. Really? Yeah. Because I, I do I don't, not okay, mind listen, throwing up. Like th- I, this truly. is going to drive people, like maybe people will be like, Ugh, bleh, but like 
when you throw up, sometimes it like will get up into your nose. Yeah. And I, I don't know if it's a hypersensitivity thing. I cannot stand that for the life. Of, like, I'm going to make myself throw up talking about it. Oh, okay. my God. Don't. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's not. <laughs> just all like, over the mic. For me, it was <laughs> like I had, I had eaten something. I had eaten something, uh, you know, not that long ago. And so there will still be like pieces of food intact. And if that gets stuck in your nasal cavity, like I have like a phobia of that. Okay. I just, I can't like can't stand that like that is just the worst so i would much rather have it come out the back end than throw up and maybe it's because i don't know i don't know i just hate throwing up i just absolutely hate that well um real real quick one thing that makes it like you know when you have diarrhea pooping like that doesn't hurt like you know what like i know we're talking about that we're talking we're talking about it okay we're talking about it but like it doesn't hurt when you poop right you just it just comes out right it's not that's not painful when you throw up does does diarrhea hurt you if if you get if you have like cramping that's my so that's what i'm getting to what i was going to say is like the action of throwing up is very uncomfortable like it like it feet you feel but then you're fine but then you feel fine. So I don't mind throwing up because it's boom, it's out. And then, you know, normally you might have a few hits in a row, like boom, boom, boom. But then you feel good. Like it, like you feel better. But when you have diarrhea, it's like your stomach is just cramping. Like you just my have nose such and I hate it. Yeah, I hate that too. And you smell it and feel and it burns. Ew, oh, okay. I can't like I can't think about it too much or else I will make myself like No, <laughs> so I remember going into the bathroom and having to go to the bathroom and having a bad event and then I was like, Holy crap, I'm gonna throw up. So I grabbed the full the semi full, like half full small trash can and threw up into the trash can while I was on the toilet. Um and that was disgusting i made seth take that out and clean it out he was a gem for that um and because i was dead on the bed for the rest of the day but then my poor baby marianne who was a toddler at the- so seth had put her down she didn't she seemed fine and then she was crying and he went in there and just as he walked through the door she threw up and then he like picked her up and then he and then she had diarrhea so she threw up all over him several times that night he was taking care of both of us. Bless his heart. Oh. That was pretty miserable. But I, like, that, I mean, when you have it coming out both ends, like, it's hard to get worse than that, um, like, just sick-wise. Um, for But it's it usually passes quickly, right? But right. I had, um, the only thing I probably would compare to that is mastitis, so when you're breastfeeding, um, if yeah. you um, you have a lot of different ducks in your D U C T S, not milk ducks in inside your breasts, and if one of them doesn't empty all the way, you can get a clog, and if it doesn't get unclogged soon enough you will get an infection i mean this happens to cows as well it happens to basically it can happen to any animal that produces milk right if you don't drain it properly you can get an infection and so when i had my daughter first week of her life at the end of her first week she finally came home from the nicu and 
I got mastitis and that was so awful and particularly probably because of the circumstances because I was already like abs practically no sleep I had right. cracked and you know basically cracked and bleeding nipples you know which Ooh. is and and you're trying to feed a baby on that like have a baby Ooh. like gnaw on you and then I had a 104 degree fever, just chills. I mean, I felt so, wow. I mean, it's, it's brutal. It is, yeah. it is brutal. Your whole body, you feel like you have the flu and some people do throw up. I don't think I did, but like your whole body aches, you have super high fever and then you'll, you'll notice where the clog is because you'll get a really angry red spot, you know, and it'll be hot, inflamed. And the only way to, the best way to get rid of it is to continue to nurse, to continue to have your baby nurse to try to unclog it. But it's incredibly painful. So Ooh. you feel like absolute shit. You have no sleep because you have a newborn baby and you're trying to nurse and it's uh, nursing in the beginning when you're learning. Crappy anyways. It's already incredibly, it's it's hard. Right, If, if yeah. things aren't going oh, just I know. perfectly. <sighs> yeah. yeah. Oh, you know. <laughs> it's such a hard. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's, it's already difficult. And then to get sick. And then I remember one time, I mean, you know, I just felt absolutely horrible and I'm trying to I was out in the living room in the middle of the night because I was trying to get let Seth get some sleep and I was trying and trying and trying to get her to nurse on the side with the mastitis and she just wasn't latching well and would not nurse and so but she was hungry so she right. was screaming and crying and once they get so upset it's hard to nurse yeah, inconsolable and so then I was just sobbing and eventually Seth came out and he looked at me and he was like you're done like you don't need to do this to yourself yeah just pump and we'll give her a bottle like you don't need to nurse like you guys she's she's hungry she's exhausted she's she's screaming and crying you're exhausted <laughs> you're crying you're oh my gosh you're screaming awful. and crying yeah. <laughs> You're screaming and crying too. And so I don't know, like, which is worse. Like the circumstances had a lot to do with how I felt. Right. There was a lot time. more factors at play. Like, a lot more factors at play. But either way, freaking sucked. But I will say this. And every, I, I guarantee almost every woman on this planet will agree with me. Men are oh. the absolute oh my gosh when they get Jenny, sick. you Jenny, guys can we just go sickness can we, can we just like, go one episode without <laughs> without bringing in men versus is, women can we do this it? is an this is an opinion this is fact okay you guys handle sickness like oh my goodness you want to see a true a, a real baby in an adult body just just see a sick man Okay, a sick man. They act. They they act like they can't do anything. I, They're incapacitated. It is the end. It is almost. It's practically the end of their life. Like they are like, 
I have a question. And as Do women, you- because we have our menstrual cycle every month, are used to pushing through pain. And so you, we just do it. We just deal oh with it. Oh my god! Push through, All and you right. guys are like, "Mommy, mommy." Hold on, here. Let me. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Uh, let me pull up my fact checker. Uh, that determined that was a lie. No, <laughs> and the so the I'm, lie detector I, this test is, determined that was a this lie. This is kind. This is mostly a joke. Do you think that maybe uh, men like? I'm just going to say when they get sick, act very, uh, act, you know, act like it's really bad purposely, <laughs> like, like they do it on purpose. So they don't have to, oh, I'm too sick to help. Uh, please. Like, because they're lazy, not, not because they're, they're actually like, oh my gosh, it hurts. About, but they're like, um, bring me dinner in bed. And, and you know, they're like one eye open, kind of looking to see if you're going to listen, you know? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> oh. Oh, you know oh. that scene from Fox and the Hound. You know he's good. Yes, he's got the bad laser. Oh, oh, and he like stops and looks. Oh, oh. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Wait. Um. Oh yes, it I, is Fox and the Hound. I was like, wait a minute, is that the right one? Yes, yeah. it is the right one. Yeah, it's Fox and the Hound. And and I'm not gonna. I am not gonna sit here and be like, oh, that's that's not true because I honestly haven't seen like I. Like, I haven't seen it. You know what I mean? So, um, but all I know is, dude, certain sicknesses, like, I remember the first time I got the flu. Oh, my gosh. Oh, mind you, I never had the flu in my life. And then when I went to public school, I had to get the flu shot. So, I got the flu shot. And then I got the flu a month later. And I was like, screw that. And then I got the flu every year thereafter for, like, three years. I was so annoyed. Um but careful i have it all the anti-vaxxers are gonna hear that and be like yeah. they injected it into your system i i truly think i truly Which, think I mean, it had nothing to do with they the vaccine do, but it's it just like not- a dead virus anyway no, no, no. Sorry. i don't i it wasn't the vaccine i think it was just because i was then in school right like when flu season that was ha- might have a little something mm, to interesting do with it. <laughs> so when you're around sick people you get sick yeah, um, I do love. I do love though that you know we just totally act like we didn't go Nazi Germany style with the COVID vaccine and force people and you know yeah you have to quit your job if you don't get that you know I mean think about it we did that is that gonna be in our history books Do you remember when the U.S. made a bunch of people you know if they didn't do something to their if they had to you know get shots and vaccines we had to fire them Do you remember that Bro, you literally just compared us to Nazi Germany. Yeah, I did. Um, okay. Okay. What? I mean, I would think like communist in the country, beginning I mean. of our uh, in the beginning of our like country's conception when we committed like genocide of the oh, Native that, American no people, big deal. that would no, be I mean, like, more comparable. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Wesley, you can't say that. That would be a little bit more comparable to like the genocide that happened. So, like, I don't know. Um, But let's not talk about that. A lot of people have pretty strong feelings. I'm actually, I'm scared. Like, I'll be honest. Like, I'm scared to talk about the COVID vaccine. Like, people, like, if you, if you, like, bro. It's wild, man. I saw like my all like my friends, like people I say my friends, right? 
Are we, we really friends? friends? People, <laughs> people <laughs> I used to know that I see still on social media. Dude, Fighting the divide was insane. It was insane. Just like people yeah. on one side. And, and it's like, I understand. I felt like I could understand both sides. Like one side was right. really concerned with right. people's health and safety and mm-hmm. felt like the people who were opposing the vaccine were just absolutely it was crazy to them they're like why wouldn't you want people to be safe like why wouldn't you want to just do something that's so easy that's so simple and free and right and and free like and well you know or so so easy as like putting a mask on you know when you go into a bill like why can't you just do that for your fellow men hold on hold on hold on okay okay and so like I can understand that, right? They're like, people are dying. Like, people are dying. Like, why can't you just be considerate of other mm-hmm. people? I get that. And I also could understand other people saying, well, I'm concerned that the government is saying that I have to do this or else I will lose certain freedoms. Right. And and so they're more concerned with um, their freedom, their freedom. There and right. um, not wanting the gov- you know, big government. Anyway, um, so like I could kind of, I could understand, like grasp both sides, but it's like people got wild, man. People got wild and crazy, and people, and on both sides of people yelling like, well, "You are a murderer if you yeah. don't wear a mask," and then other people saying, "You know, you are a absolute." you know, communist and mm-hmm. you want to take yeah. my rights away and get all. And then, I mean, conspiracy theories just abounded and it was just uh, scary. That was right in the yeah. midst of my horrible depression and social anxiety. And so Wasn't I never left great? the house because I was so yeah. terrified of people <laughs> because yeah. people were freaking unhinged, man. I mean, see, I'm, and I, I'm with you on the whole, like I see both sides and the side of, you know, and, uh, the, I'll just going to say the vaccines and anti-vaccine, but specifically for COVID, right? And it's like the vaccine people are like, hell, you save lives. You know, we're trying to help people, right? We don't want people to get sick. Um, and that's how they viewed it, right? That's how they viewed all the actions they were taking, all the mask mandates, all the social distancing, every single protocol they put in place. Most of the people, I'm just saying regular people, truly viewed it as, as a good thing, right? Um, did the leaders and the politicians and the elitists view it as that? That's what's up for debate, right? But I do know that. The, well, you see the hypocrisy. You saw some, oh, you know, a great deal of hypocrisy. Oh, Rules for me and not for thee. You know, how many social gatherings many? without masks and social distancing among both sides, right? Not just people, you know, regardless of what they they I say preached from their political pulpits, whatever. You know, I mean, so it is just bleh, yeah. Bleh. That's how it makes and, me feel. Bleh. Yeah, and Ginny and I both try to come at it from a more of a perspective moderism where we're just like, no, we're just kind of indifferent on it, right? We we want to see both sides and understand it, right? I I am not get the vaccine, don't get the vaccine, right? I'm not either. Way. It's just hey, if you want it, you got it. I I was a type. I'm gonna wear a mask. If someone were to ask me to wear a mask because that's such a simple, easy thing to do, I would not be. Yeah. Uh, that was one thing that annoyed me is like. Yeah, you'd get the the vacciners freaking out. And, you know, if someone wasn't wearing a mask, they would just go nuts, right? It, it, you know, certain people, they just go crazy, right? 
But then you get the person, the antagonist that goes into the place where they know that's going to happen to purposely get a reaction. I'm like, that's so unnecessary, right? I'm like, Mm -hmm. I get it. They're trying to make a statement, but really like, I just, I just, you know, why are you doing that? Um, but like, I'd always wear a mask. I didn't have an issue wearing it. Obviously I didn't want to wear a mask, but I did because, because that's, you know, and, and it's like, Hey, that's what you do. I'm okay doing that. Right. Um, but I do always, I, I'm curious about all the, um, big farm. I'm, I'm still, I'm, I'm wary of big pharma period, you know, before that, after that, just because it's like, you know, these politicians make money from these companies. And when they put these in effect and it's like, well, the government's going to fork out billions and billions of dollars, um, and pay these companies to create these vaccines. And like, Hey, we can guarantee you, you know, this is kind of me just talking off the cuff right here, but it's like, we can guarantee that you're going to be able to administer a hundred million doses of this vaccine. And we're going to pay you, you know, $1 per vaccine or yeah, you administer. Right. And, and so it, it, I can understand how that could have been played into it and, and actually been a part of that, right? Where they're like, Hey, we can, we can make this happen because my biggest issue with the COVID vaccine being free is that so all these other life-saving things are not free, right? That's, that was my biggest issue. Freaking. Yeah. Like freaking think not, you know how much insulin costs things. In, yeah, I mean, insulin in and of itself, right? Like people need it to live. Their yeah. bodies They'll do not make it. They will die. And it is insanely expensive. And if people don't have good insurance or don't have insurance, period, like you're SOL, dude. Yeah. Like your only choice is... And, and, and then you talk about cancer treatments, oh. which, you know, I mean, these people who... Yeah, no, it's it's it, it is unreal that it's like okay, clearly we have the capability of not charging people for. I mean, I can understand it's like well, technically the vaccine's just one dose, like one shot, like the volume of it is different well, than like a continual but, dosage but it wasn't of insulin boosters, for your second life. shots. I mean, they did. There were a lot, right? But. Right, but it's not, it's, you know, it's still not quite comparable to a lifetime of needing a certain medication, you know? So I'm like, okay, right. I can understand if you can't exactly make it totally free, but cle- like, do you really need to freaking strap these people with medical debt for the rest of forever? No, I don't think so. And I think the, the reality is, is these are for-profit companies. And I think, um, he, he's an interesting character, but I've, I've, I don't know, some of the stuff he's been saying, I'm like, mm. <laughs> Russell Brand um, went, went oh. on a rant on I don't remember what talk show uh, he was on but he had his moment the, the guy was like letting him speak and he got his paper out and he started reading all the 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 billions of dollars in profit that these companies had because yeah. of the COVID vaccine and his closing statement yeah. basically was he's like when you have industries that benefit from medical crisis when you have a you know a military industrial complex that benefits from being at war when you have these systems that benefit and make profit from crises you're going to always be in a perpetual state of crisis because that is how they make their money and 
And so I was like, I mean, that makes sense, right? Like it, I, I'm just little me with very no power, no influence, right? Barely you'll have influence over my own children. Right? Heart, <laughs> my I own mean, offspring. I'm not, not even really that. <laughs> and, <laughs> and so like, I mean, it's, it's hard to imagine being in a position of such great power where you can impact entire countries, let alone global, the global economy or things right. like that. But there are people out there who exist who have that capability and that power yeah. and what do they what do they truly use it for and what do they truly decide um i mean anyway it, there i know it gets this like little conspiracy theory ish you know territory here and there and i don't know i'm like if i think too much about it it's depressing and yeah. i'm like i just gotta live my life because what can i do about big I, powerful oh, people who have right an immeasurable amount of money that I can never actually conceive. Like what, 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 what could I possibly do I in mean, my tr- lifetime? Truly, truly, like what could you and I, like honestly, what could you and I accomplish that would actually benefit? Like we, if we dedicated our lives to it from right here, like what could we actually do? Right? What, what benefit would it have? And and I mean, you, we're not. It's like it's like asking on, ta- that question. Oh, sorry, sorry. You're right. It's yeah. your turn. Uh-huh. Time out. Okay, no. So, but it's. <laughs> For me, because I, I think about that where it's, man, why, you know, I get focused on these things. I worry about these things. And that's why I don't even want to vote anymore because I think it doesn't matter. And it doesn't even matter We've who's in office because before. they're just going to do whatever the heck, whatever the heck they want and whatever the heck the lobbyists want them to do. Um, and I, I'm curious because these companies, in all reality, it's these people that are getting elected, their campaign, you know, they are getting sponsored and paid by these companies and that is who they have their best vested interests in those companies. Right. So doesn't matter. Democrat, Republican doesn't matter. They make decisions based on getting reelected and they get, they are going to have a higher chance of getting reelected when whatever companies got them there are still backing them. Right. And so it yeah, makes me money. It, it's hard. And, and then I view the medical thing when we talk about, you know, like Russell Brand, I do really like him. He has said a lot of good stuff. He has an interesting character, right? An interesting little nut. Um, but with these for-profit companies, the one thing I do realize is it's hard to have innovation and um, continual like success and progression if there's not a reward at the end. And like, I know reward is, oh, health and, you know, taking care of people, but money is that big x factor right and so all this innovation and these things happen because companies want to make money and so it's hard because it's like i see these medical companies and these all these great tech you know technology companies that create this awesome stuff that we use yeah they're doing it to make money so it's like if they weren't going to make money would they have come up with that would they have been able to create that um and so it's what are you willing to sacrifice to gain you know right okay we're yeah. going to have to deal with this company that might be a little sketchy, that might be making a lot of money off of us, but now we have whatever that product is that we need or, or you know, medication, mm-hmm. et cetera. Um, it would be great if it was all free. It would be awesome, but nothing's free. Smiles are free, technically. You could just smile at somebody. Gratitude like is... Some, like just kindness, you know? Gratitude is free. Hey, lighter note, I was listening to a podcast today. I forget the name of the podcast. It was a relationship podcast. Um, 
and the guy interviews lots of coaches, psychologists, psychiatrists, just, you know, people who deal with, with humans, right? Relationships. And, uh, um, one of the, the ladies on there, she was a, she, she sounded brilliant. I mean, you, you hear that, right? You can just listen to us for 10 seconds and tell oh, they are very intelligent. And she said something that stuck with me. She said, conflict, speaking in relationships, conflict leads to connection when done correctly. And mm-hmm. I was like, hmm, because her, she had like the three C's and I don't remember them now, but one of them was talking about conflict resolution. And um, she, she said, two thirds of all issues, and she was speaking marriages, two thirds of all issues in a marriage cannot be resolved. Basically, like there won't be a, like one, you know, like there, there isn't a, I'll just say an answer. That's not what she said, but like, there's not an answer to it. Um, but there has to be a middle ground, a road where they say, all right, yeah, we're okay with that, right? You have to be okay with whatever that person is is saying, right? I want my kid to wear red. You want them to wear blue. Well, you know, we're going to have to just pick a different color, right? There's no, you know, one of us isn't going to win. Um, and uh, she said like, but conflict brings connection. And it was just interesting the way she was talking about it and um, saying, hey, it is so important to have conflict in a relationship because you don't that like you were never 100% on the same page. And if there's not conflict, then someone isn't speaking up and sharing how they feel. Mm-hmm. And if you don't yeah. have conflict, you don't have connection. And sometimes, right, whenever there's not conflict, it means there's not commitment because when you are committed, you are comfortable enough to share those feelings, right? Virginia and I disagree on, you know, X, Y, Z. Well, if I was worried that if I shared that with her about how I felt with that, that she wouldn't talk to me anymore because I don't think she's committed, then I'm not going to share that opinion. Um, Mm -hmm. So I thought it was really interesting because they said it starts with commitment. That's the first thing with that relationship. Because if you have that, then you're willing to have those conversations. I was like, I like that, you know? Um, Well, I, I, I... Sorry, finish your thought. No, I, I was literally just going to say, and I thought, you know, like conflict is not, conflict is not a bad thing when it's coming from a place of, you know, trying to change, adapt, grow, you know, and connect. Um, but Well, there, there's a difference between conflict and contention or right. uh, malice, right? Right. And, and this was something that I first was introduced to this concept in college in my conflict resolution class. And I just freaking loved that class. It was amazing. And, you know, they started it asking like, okay, when you hear the word conflict, what do you think? Like write down right. the words that you think, you know, and most people on the discussion bird boards were like, Oh, like bad, negative fighting, you fight know, war, yeah. a lot of negative perception. And then the professor proceeded to talk us through how yeah, conflict does not, is not inherently bad and we need to stop viewing it as bad. Um, and this is what, yeah, is the downfall of a lot of relationships, not just uh, intimate romantic relationships, but relationships in general, right? If you refuse to engage with somebody for whatever reason, and a lot of people, like you said, it's out of fear, Mm -hmm. not uh, because they are afraid of 
angering the other person, the other person leaving them. Losing um, that relationship. Yeah, losing that relationship. Um, and so uh, they just don't. And, and it's also emotionally taxing. It takes emotional and mental energy to engage in conflict with somebody that right. you love, right? Because it takes a lot of work to right. try not to be defensive and aggressive or attacking right. and, you know, to, yeah. to try to be able to be, quote, cooperative instead of, uh, you know, just, I say, uh, fighting, right? Because conflict doesn't mm-hmm. necessarily mean you're fighting. It means you're... you there's two conflicting ideas, right? You're not on the same page, like you said before. And that doesn't mean you're, you're yelling and screaming at each other. Um, and I actually, in, in my marriage, it was, we experienced this, like just point blank. We experienced this where my husband, Seth had a, what we learned was more of an anxious attachment where he was afraid of, separation afraid of losing me if he you know expressed his true true feelings right and thoughts um and i think that might have been rooted in an experience before we got married i almost taped the ring to his door and blah 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 anyway we almost broke up um another time (laughs) another 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 day (laughs) but um but we were i was struggling and therefore, he was struggling, right? And and I remember I finally talked to him and was like, listen, I am feeling like there's only one person in this relationship, and that's me. Because mm. I feel like I'm the only person who is, who is angry. I'm the only person who has feelings, who has thoughts yeah, about this. You're right. not engaging with me. And so I feel like I'm talking to an and and interacting with a robot because you're trying so hard to be perfect right yeah he was trying so hard not to do anything wrong and to do everything right because i mean there there's an it's rooted in love yes but an unhealthy practice of love because right it's all about fear he was all you know that perfectionism it was all fear-based and that's not healthy and it's not sustainable. And so I was having a difficult time because I was like, I don't, I'm not connecting with you. And so I'm struggling and I'm wondering if we should really be together because I'm, when you don't, when you're not connecting with somebody, you don't feel close and you lack true intimacy. And so once we were finally able to realize this and he was able to realize Okay, this is what I'm doing. I'm afraid of losing her, and so I'm. That's why I'm not engaging. That's why I just, you know, I don't share my thoughts and opinions, and I don't share when I'm upset, and I don't share, you know, when that something bothers me, and I don't set boundaries, right? And so, since then, we have had a lot more, quote unquote conflict in mm. our relationship mm. oh i i second that or no <laughs> <laughs> but we are our marriage is the best that it's ever been because right we aren't afraid to engage with one another and i can trust that he is going to be honest with me and tell me 
his thoughts and feelings. You have to be able to have that trust there. And so I just, right. that there's my little testimonial for that, um, that concept that that is a hundred percent real. And I know people who I wish would understand this. Concept. Right. Well, and I, I mean, and, and, and I see that conflict with- and engaging is not, it's not a bad thing. Right. It's a good but thing. And you need to do anyway, whatever. So, I, I, and no, and I feel you because I, I, I can understand and I can, I can understand how it's like a scary thing coming from, for example, you know, Seth's side where you're worried about that, right? So, like, I can, I can empathize with that. Oh, because if you're, if you're so worried, you don't want to have that conversation. But even for me in past relationship where, you know, trying to have those hard conversations and they wouldn't happen because there was so much fear of how the conversation was go, how, how it was going to go, how it was going to end and what that was going to mean that I could never bring it up. Right. Um, and you know, and it's, I say conflict, it wasn't even necessary, you know, you can, I'll call it conflict, but like, it wasn't even that, uh, I'll just say extreme. Right. But it's like, it wasn't even a, it wasn't conflict, but I couldn't bring that up because there was that, as you know, you expressed that fear of, uh Oh, you know, what's, what's going to happen when we have this conversation. Um, and, uh, you know, going on dates and meeting new girls and things. And like, I'll have certain conversations and I'm like, Hey, you have to, you know, I'm like, I'm okay to have this conversation. This isn't a bad thing, right. To kind of a, a define the relationship talk. Um, and some people are like, whoa, like, I guess they don't expect that, but I'm hey, why wouldn't we have these conversations, right? Why the, these difficult, why wouldn't we just be open? Why wouldn't we just be open and discuss these things? Because that's vulnerable. Right. Be vulnerable, establish expectations and, and, you know, get on the same page. Um, and, uh, I know for me, I've, and I've in past relationships and, and what I want for my future as well is I truly would love to have a, you know, when I'm married, right. Have a marriage counselor that I go to with my wife once a month for forever. And maybe, maybe if we're really busy, it's, you know, two months, three months, right? Maybe, you know, if it, you know, we got little kids, right? And you just get busy, right? Um, and you just go and you have a neutral party who's a professional to talk to, even when things are going good. Because I know for me, when I was going to therapy for myself, right? It started out because I was depressed, but then it turned into... Things were not going well. Yes, life was quite <laughs> terrible. Um, <laughs> but it, it then turned into just kind of a learning about myself in a growth period. Um, and every person ever in any relationship, as long as they've been married, doesn't matter. They're like, yeah, relationships constantly growing and evolving. Um, and so I'm like, I would love that. I think that'd be fantastic. And I think if you could establish that, like I, you know, girlfriend or my fiance or whoever, it's going to be, make that clear to them in the beginning, because let's be honest here. You know, you and I, right. Let's say, you know, we're dating and, uh, or we're, we get married, right. Uh, you're, that okay. is illegal. Uh, okay. Listen, you're a stranger. <laughs> okay. You know, so we date, we get engaged, we get married. And then three months into our marriage, I go, Hey, I want to go to a uh, couples therapy. You're going to be like, Oh my gosh, what the heck? What's wrong? Like, why is, why are you scared about this? But if that's something in the beginning, I'm like, Hey, I would love to go to couples therapy, like as, as a routine, right. Throughout our, throughout our relationship not even necessarily because of conflict, right? But just because of 
learning and growing together. And sometimes it could just be learning about ourselves because we don't even realize what we're doing that maybe one of us is hurting the other in some light. Um, and like I can be hurting my spouse and they don't even realize it, right? Like they don't, they're like, oh, I didn't even realize that that was bothering me, you know, because it was just, it seemed normal. Um, I wish, I wish people would do that because to me, it just seems so, I guess it almost seems so obvious. I'm like, why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you just go to the therapist, you know, once a month, every yeah. other month and mm-hmm. have a little powwow, you know, talk about it. And it doesn't, you know, I, I feel like, I don't know, it just seems like a good idea. I don't know. Maybe it's just me. Maybe it'll be terrible. Maybe we'll go and I'll be like, this is such, no, I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. You're telling me all these things about myself. You're like, I don't Wesley, hear. you, no, uh, you got to stop X, Y, and Z. And I'm like, um, who hired you? <laughs> you're trash yeah (laughs) no um i i agree and that seth and i had that experience when i had my you know crisis and then i started going to therapy and i wanted him to come with me because i was like i think it would be good for you to come so you could under better understand what i'm going through like like so you could help me better you know and and i also understood that as my spouse he was probably also suffering emotionally from oh, yeah. the traumatic events and everything. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, not from the traumatic events. Just, just in general. <laughs> just yeah. kidding. Um, and, and he was scared to go. He didn't want to go. He's like, no, no, no. We, don't, we don't need counseling. We don't need, we don't need to go to counseling together. Right. And because in his mind – seeing a shrink you know that equated to your marriage we, is in there's trouble. something wrong you there's something wrong with with right. you guys and and you need help or you're you're on the brink of divorce you're you're broken right. you know and i finally convinced him i was like don't think of it like that it isn't just for people who fight all the time and who are trying to avoid divorce you know at the last second i was like thinking of it as just a way, working out. like you're explaining, a way to open our minds to different ways of thinking mm-hmm. and to put tools in our toolbox Yeah, that later down the road when we have issues, we can pull those tools right. out because we'll have them. Right. He was like, okay, okay. And he, he started coming and then it was just like the rest is history, right? Now he is like... He, talks like you Wes right he's like everyone should go to therapy everyone should do it (laughs) like it's amazing like why wouldn't you do that because it helped us so much to have that professional neutral third party to meet with us and meet with both of us individually together and talk us through different experiences we were having and help us become more like you said self-aware of things we were doing we didn't realize and to just make our relationship better and arm ourselves with more tools to strengthen our relationship and just become healthier people in and of ourselves. And so, right again, that, uh, yeah, that uh, I totally agree. And I also will state a disclaimer, not all therapists are created equal. Oh, yes, and I can you know, and, and so that. you you can <laughs> you can go to somebody and have a bad experience, but don't like don't give up. Like there are amazing therapists out there 
and and you might not click with the one that you meet with or maybe you meet with just in general a shitty therapist right. who isn't ethical because right and push their own personal beliefs they're and people things I think, on you i think it's important to note like they're, yeah, they're, they're people. people as well right even though they're professional you know they they went to school for that right like no one is created equal and i mean i've seen four or five therapists um and the first the last one was the good one all the ones before that not good. Like I literally, it was not good. Did not like them, did not enjoy it, did not learn anything, did not grow from it. Um, and so I think, yeah, just, it's so true that you gotta, you gotta stay consistent with it. Cause you might get lucky, find a good one off the bat, but if you don't, it's okay. Don't think it's, just, don't think it's you, right? Don't think, oh, well, I just, I mean, I'm just not cut out for therapy. No, you're just, that therapist isn't cut out for you. <laughs> Or take it as an excuse to be like, I knew therapy was a, you I know, knew it was a bunch of crack, you know, crock. Whatever. I knew it was a bunch of bull, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, don't, don't, don't give up. There are, it, it really can be so beneficial. And again, it's, it's, it really is all about just having somebody with an outs perspective who can open your eyes to seeing things in a different right. way. You just really can't under, un, understate the importance of that. And I, I mean, to be honest, with everything we talked about, I mean, the sickness doesn't really <laughs> apply, but like with like COVID and like the politics and the and the division and everything like that, a lot of people could freaking use a different perspective right. to be able to have their eyes open to to have the ability to view things in another way yeah. so that we can come together and engage in constructive conflict instead conflict. of just fighting and trying to beat each other over the head or to death with our position you know it's just that that doesn't get anywhere anyone anywhere besides you know the grave i mean whatever you want to talk metaphorically or in reality right Right, like it just doesn't help anybody and people don't listen when you just shout at them and you know even if you're right even if you're 100 percent right yes yes it doesn't matter like the powers of persuasion really matter Right, like you. I mean, there's a reason there's so many books written, okay, about how to influence people and com- yeah. conflict resolution, group dynamics, everything like how to be a good leader, all that stuff is because it is an art form and it takes practice. Anyway, um, I'm rambling at this point, but um, I have the quote for this week. Go for it. Unless there's anything else you want to say. No, I'm. I mean, I, I'm. No, I'm with it. You know what I use is my bookmark. I don't even want to know. What is it? Is it what is it? My ticket. It was a ticket You're kidding. that I got when I was speeding. <laughs> yeah. I paid it. Just okay, to remind like, you like that women are of. bad drive. No, I'm I'm, I'm, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, that was the stupidest. That guy just All right, calm down, to be calm down. I anyway, do do your quote before you do the quote. I I loved I love that like conflict leads to connection and obviously we, you know, we broke that down a little bit, but I think it's don't be afraid of conflict, right? I just, in relationships, right? Don't be afraid of that. Yeah. Um. Well, now I think like. Sorry, did I steal your thunder with that? My amazing just knowledge. No, no. Well, it just. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Um. 
it just uh i know the this author has some good good quotes about that concept but i won't i won't look for one right now i'll just use the one that i picked before um but but okay sorry i'm like reading as i as i'm like looking at something um so I mean that's how we, reading what we works. all want is <laughs> <laughs> I was reading while looking uh, at the words. Not if you're blind. <laughs> not if you're blind. You're not looking at it. You're using your fingers. Braille. You can read without looking. It's okay. So take that back. Is it really reading though at that point? Okay. Or is it feeling? Do 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 do. <laughs> It's reading. Go for it. <laughs> okay. Go for it. Okay. So um, this goes right along with the the ability to, um, we want to connect with others and it's important to connect because we all need a sense of belonging. Mm-hmm. Okay. We all want to truly belong. So Brene Brown uh, defines belonging as belonging is the innate human desire to be part of something larger than us. Because this yearning is so primal, we often try to acquire it by fitting in and by seeking approval, which are not only hollow substitutes for belonging, but often barriers to it. Because true belonging only happens when we present our authentic, imperfect selves to the world our sense of belonging can never be greater than our level of self-acceptance. Mm. And so when it comes to like, I just, that actually really does go well with what we talked about. Um, when engaging and being willing to engage in conflict with somebody, it can be scary to share your, to be true vulnerable self. and share your true thoughts and feelings, right. you know, be vulnerable yourself about what you think and how you feel about something. But the the best way to get that connection, that sense of belonging, that intimacy that we crave is to be vulnerable and bring your, your true self to the table and engage with other people right. in that way. It doesn't always have to be, you know, obviously in conflict. But yeah, the the cherry on top was... You truly belong when you belong to yourself, right? Yeah. Like she said at the end, like your I sense mean, of belonging can only be as great as much as you accept yourself. And once you're at peace with yourself, and I found this to be true in my own journey um, thus far, because I'm, you know, so far along, um, <laughs> that when you are at peace with yourself, it that's what makes the world of difference. Um because other people's opinions and judgments or whatever don't impact you as much, um, and you're not you're not right. trying to like she said basically hustle for your worth or your approval, try to fit in or, or right. get it that get your sense of belonging well, that way, um, because you are just being who you truly are. And I I when you read that, it made me think kind of on almost a flip side of. There's a reason people who are genuine and honest don't have as this really large friend group because they are, people are always trying to fit in. So they fit in with all these people 
but it, when you're yourself, you're going to butt heads and have more conflict with people. So I was like, maybe that's why we don't have as many friends, you know, you try to be more, more genuine and true. <laughs> I don't know. That. Maybe, maybe that's what it is. I don't know we just, that. we like got it. We got it in genuine, the bag. <laughs> genuine, authentic people who are, uh, who have a lot of friends because people actually gravitate towards They're fake. that nope. openness they're all fake <laughs> because it gives it gives other when you are open and vulnerable it gives the people around you per, basically permission to be open and vulnerable mm. as well you're showing them that it's okay and so people actually gravitate towards that a lot of times and, and because that because uh, that's how you get connection get it, and get and belonging well virginia i think anyway. uh, this week let's uh let's have some conflict shall we <laughs> oh, I got a list. <laughs> I got a list of things. Thank you for listening to Siblings Unhinged. Make sure to follow the podcast so you can listen to new episodes every Monday. Toodaloo. Bye.